RTHK, the news at one with Kenny Hodgart. The headlines this lunchtime, Hong Kong welcomes its first international cruise ship to dock in Victoria Harbour for three years. DAB chairwoman Starry Lee urges the government to prosecute more landlords who violate laws on subdivided flats. And a leading property agent says there's been a bounce in sentiment and activity since the mainland border reopened a week and a half ago. An international cruise ship has docked in Hong Kong for the first time in three years. Silver Spirit arrived at Ocean Terminal in Tim Cha Choi at about 8am this morning. It came from Singapore and carried hundreds of tourists from over 20 countries. Hong Kong is its last stop and it will return to Singapore tomorrow. The Tourism Board says some travellers on the ship will visit tourist spots such as the West Kowloon Cultural District and ride the Peak Tram today. The Secretary for Culture, Kevin Young, welcomed them at the terminal. Speaking to reporters afterwards, he said he was confident that with the easing of a number of pandemic measures and the SAR reopening, Hong Kong's tourism sector will recover, but he wouldn't say when it might return to pre-pandemic uh, pre levels. We have all the new tourist attractions, and over the years we have developed different tourist packages, like the cultural and heritage routes, so uh, we are confident that tourists will be coming back. What the pace will be when a lot of tourists will come back, whether they will be reaching the level before the pandemic, it will depend on a lot of things. But we are confident that we will get back our tourists very soon. Also at the event, the event was Pang Yi Kai, the chair of the Hong Kong Tourism Board. He told reporters the board had stayed in contact with cruise lines throughout the pandemic and that the SAR would welcome at least 16 cruise ships, making a total of 82 port calls this year. He was asked if he was optimistic about cruise lines making more port calls or even basing some of their ships in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is a very attractive cruise destination. The sense of arrival when you come into Victoria Harbour is really second to none in Asia. Also, Hong Kong is on the doorstep of not only our own tourism resources, but also the resources of the Greater Bay Area. And it's also a big uh, source market um, for cruise passengers, as well as a great market for passengers to come and visit this region. So I'm very confident that more and more cruise lines, as we are now opening up, will come to Hong Kong again. Adam Radvansky, a managing director of the Silver Sea Cruise Line, said stopping in Hong Kong is a must, despite COVID measures still being in place in the city. Hong Kong is such an iconic destination. You have one of the most beautiful harbours in the world. So cruising in Asia without stopping or calling in Hong Kong is not complete and fully satisfactory. So Hong Kong is an extremely critical point and port in cruising in this part of the region. DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee has urged the government to prosecute more landlords of subdivided flats who are suspected of violating laws regulating such housing. The government says that since new laws came into effect a year ago, nearly 1,100 suspected violations have been identified, but officials are still probing most of them. One landlord was fined several thousand dollars over missing documents. Ms Lee says more cases should be brought to court to deter landlords from violating the law. But Housing Minister Winnie Ho says she believes tenants may not cooperate with law enforcement. She spoke through an interpreter. We will need the tenants to come forward to testify, but they are grassroots people who have to work and they may be reluctant to spend time on this. So some of them are not very really 
willing to provide further information to RVD, and therefore RVD cannot take further action on these cases. When you hold they're referring to the Rating and Valuation Department, or RVD. The Deputy Chief Secretary, Warner Chook, says the government will launch a web page this month to show its progress in tackling hygiene black spots across the city. Writing in the Takung Pao newspaper, he said the site will allow people to compare the situation before and after clean-up efforts. They can also easily report recurring and new black spots to authorities. Mr Chuck also vowed to take action to tackle problems arising from parallel trading activities following the reopening of the border with the mainland. A property agent says there's been a significant bounce in sentiment and activity since the mainland border reopened a week and a half ago. Nicholas Brook, the chairman of Professional Property Services, says mainland buyers have been targeting new projects in Hong Kong as investment properties or second homes. He said that unlike local buyers, mainlanders often pay in cash, meaning they can negotiate discounts of up to 8% and aren't constrained by rising interest rates. He told RTHK he expected property prices to flatten in the short to medium term and edge up as much as 5% in the second half of the year. We've seen a downturn of about 15% over the last 14, 15 months. And the people were forecasting a further adjustment, downward adjustment to 5 to 10%. But I think what's happened is this interest in the opening of the border has meant that that potential downturn, I think, is likely to stall, if you like. We're going to see a flattening of the market. The downward adjustment, if you like, is probably now unlikely to occur. And then begin to edge upwards, if you like, we might see 3 to 5% uh, in the second half of the year. DAB Chairwoman Stary Lee says the latest informal anti-chamber meeting between the government and lawmakers allowed constructive exchange on a range of topics. She said her party had made suggestions about how to attract more companies and talent to Hong Kong. Holden Chow, also from the DAB, summarised the party's requests of the government. For the Foreign Talent Office, we urge the government to provide a full one-stop shop services just to facilitate their application to avoid too much back and forth. I think in order to attract these to Woolish company coming back to Hong Kong, I think good services to facilitate their application is necessary. And we also urge the government to at least provide a timetable, a clear timetable to these companies so that they would understand within that timetable, no matter three months or six months, they would finish their application. So that would be helpful in this regard. Lawmaker Gary Chang says there's no need for quotas on express rail tickets to the mainland. The high-speed train service resumed on Sunday, one week after the mainland border reopened. Authorities have since twice raised the ticket quota to cope with demand. It's now at 20,000 a day. Mr Zhang said authorities can limit the number of passengers simply by adjusting the frequency of trains. First of all, all the tickets... They are sold in a real name system. So under the current train timetable, there is naturally a limit over there already. Uh, like, for example, we are having 39 trains to Shenzhen and Guangzhou. The capacity of each train is around 600 people per train. So naturally, we already have uh, 20,000 passenger capacity for each day. 
The government says community testing centres will operate as usual during the Lunar New Year holiday, making it convenient for people crossing the border to test for COVID. Quarantine-free travel with the mainland has resumed, but travellers still have to get a negative PCR test result within 48 hours of their trip. Authorities have urged travellers to, re- to reserve a test as soon as they can, as it's possible to book a slot up to four weeks in advance. The Philippine journalist and Nobel Peace Prize winner Maria Ressa has been acquitted of tax evasion charges by a Manila court. Her news site, Rappler, was also cleared of tax evasion. She hailed the verdict as a victory for truth and justice. Rappler earned a reputation for its tough scrutiny of former Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte. But Ms Reza was convicted in 2020 of libel and has faced a string of criminal charges and investigations that she says are politically motivated. She described the charges as a brazen abuse of power intended to stop journalists from doing their job. These cases are where capital markets, where rule of law, where press freedom meet, right? So this acquittal is not just for Rappler, it is for every Filipino who has ever been unjustly accused. The US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has said his country and the United Kingdom are in lockstep over their commitment to supporting Ukraine in its fight against Russia's invasion. Anthony Blinken was speaking alongside his British counterpart James Cleverly after the two men held talks in Washington. We remain committed to sustaining our security assistance to Ukraine. We remain united in strengthening our humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainian people, especially as President Putin continues to weaponize winter by attacking Ukraine's electricity grid. And we joined in applying economic pressure through coordinated sanctions and export controls on Moscow, Meanwhile, the Dutch Prime Minister said the Netherlands would join the US and Germany in providing Ukraine with Patriot missile air defences. The United States climate envoy John Kerry has urged others to copy his country's efforts to incentivise a switch to cleaner, greener technology rather than complain about them. He told the World Economic Forum in Davos that governments and businesses needed to invest vast amounts if the world was to avoid catastrophic climate change. He said other measures helped, but there would be no change without massive investment. The lesson I've learned in the last years is money, 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 money. And I'm sorry to say that. I mean, yes, technology. Yes, exciting new initiatives. Yes, organizing. Winning races politically. I mean, what happened in the midterms in the United States is nothing less than miraculous. And it happened because young people voted. And the second most voted issue was climate. The Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg is among a group of campaigners who have been briefly detained during protests in Germany. Ms Thunberg joined demonstrators who were attempting to stop the expansion of a coal mine which will lead to the destruction of the village of Lutzerath. Prosecutors in Brussels have struck a deal with one of the main suspects in a corruption scandal at the European Parliament that's alleged to involve Qatar and Morocco. Both countries deny claims that they bribed officials. A former politician in the chamber, Pierre Antonio Panzeri, has promised to tell all in exchange for a reduced prison sentence. The BBC's Jessica Parker has more details. 
We're told that he has undertaken to make substantial, revealing, truthful and complete statements regarding the involvement of third parties and specifically what we're told is investigators will get information on the modus operandi of this uh, alleged criminal network, financial arrangements with other countries, the financial structures and the involvement of known or unknown persons, including the identity of people we're told that he admits to having bribed. A French nun officially recognised as the world's oldest person has died at the age of 118. The BBC's Iona, Iona Hampson looks back at her life. Lucille Randon was born in southern France in February 1904, the year New York City opened its first subway and when the Tour de France had only been staged once. She grew up in a Protestant family and converted to Catholicism at the age of 26, before joining the Daughters of Charity Order of Nuns at the age of 41. She survived a COVID infection last year and apparently rejected requests for locks of hair or DNA samples, saying that only God knew the secret of her longevity. To sport and Liverpool are through to the fourth round of the English FA Cup after beating Wolverhampton Wanderers 1-0 at Molyneux. Harvey Elliott fired a first-half rocket to give the holders their first win of 2023. You know, the last few results um, haven't really gone our way. You know, we haven't performed to the best of our ability, but it's a stepping stone for the next couple of games. Uh, we just need to take this into, obviously, the next game on the weekend, uh, which is going to always be a tough one. So I feel like this is a perfect way, you know, to, to go into the next game. We've, we're full of confidence and uh, yeah, hopefully we can put it right at Anfield in the Premier League. Liverpool will face Brighton, the team that beat them 3-0 in the Premier League on Saturday. Elsewhere in the FA Cup third round, West Brom beat Chesterfield 4-0 and there were wins for Birmingham City, Bristol City and Luton Town. The British billionaire Jim Ratcliffe's firm Ineos has officially entered the race to buy Manchester United. More from the BBC's John Bennett. Who is... So Jim Ratcliffe, well, he's Britain's richest man. He's talked about being interested in buying Manchester United before he supported them as a boy. He's heavily involved in sport. He already owns the French top flight club Nice. He purchased them in 2019. He owns a cycling team, Ineos Grenadiers, and also FC Lausanne Sport, a, a Swiss Super League club. He made an unsuccessful offer to buy Chelsea last year after the, the then owner Roman Abramovich put the London club up for sale. Now he's confirmed that his firm Ineos have entered the process to try to buy Manchester United. And of course, over the next few weeks and months, we expect other interested parties to come forward. And we'll take a quick look at the weather, mainly fine and dry, temperatures of around 17 degrees today, moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine in the next couple of days, cloudier with temperatures rising slightly on Lunar New Year's Eve and Lunar New Year's Day. Temperatures will fall again at the beginning of next week. It's currently 17 degrees Celsius at the observatory with a relative humidity of 54%. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. I lost my own belief. Oh, something breaking me was overcome. Walking these lonely streets, even in good company, I want to run. But now I'm in. 
Gala and Ellie Golding on Radio 3 and all by myself. 18 minutes past one o'clock it is Wednesday afternoon, 10 minutes we're off to Bangkok to catch up with Paul Archibald for this week's classical music bit. Great tunes, bit of chat. I certainly get to learn something every week from Paul and he's taking us to Mexico today. So much pressure, why so loud? If you don't like my sound, you can turn it down. 